Are we one of the few podcasts that has a guest on the show that's also in the intro? That's pretty lit. That's pretty lit. Um, The Gods is back. The Gods is black. As always, it's the Black Wrestling Podcast, giving y'all wrestling from a God perspective. It's your boy, Cal. You know how we got to do it. It's your boy, Cal. Rockthedub.com. You already know the deal. The squad is on the line. Please say what's good to the people, y'all. I am Ilfam790, your social media choice. I be Cactus Jack, the Hennessy Volunteer. Facts. Peace, peace, God. Supreme <laughs> Mathematics. At Math Damon, you already know what it is. Cal got me pumped up on some other uh, shit. Look, this is a special this is a special episode with a very special guest. Um we recently dropped a piece of merch. You can see. You know the Lockhart tees, the Lockhart hoodies. I don't. I feel like they 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 left. They left that big cartel real quick. Like we put them up, and they were immediately flying off the shelves. Um, it was inspired by an image we saw with this brother. I, I feel like it was a year or two ago. It's been a minute since we've been checking for what uh this man is doing. Hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina, your current viral pro wrestling heavyweight champion the revolutionary darius lockhart is in the building darius please say what's good to our audience homie no what's going on everybody how y'all doing out there chilling man trying to make it you know trying to make it right now in 2020 right brother facts it's it's a tough time and it's it's one of those things where uh you know, I, I think us, especially as black people, as, as wrestling fans, as, as pro wrestlers, as this community that's been building over the last couple of years. Um, I mentioned the Lockhart because, again, it's no it's no crazy. This is the man who inspired the logo. If you see this uh, ill uh, Black Panther slash, you know, black pro wrestler flip, that's straight from Darius. Darius the first image I saw, black and white, I believe, Darius, he had the fist up. He had the beret on. Like he's he's called the revolutionary for a reason. Um, bef- I you haven't laid hands on the merchant. I know you got the you got the you got the package in the mail. Um, and we wanted to kind of if would you would you indulge us by opening the box and checking out the merch right now? Box right here. That's what's inside. Right here, feels right here. Facts. I've been sweating for. Two weeks now, looking at this box. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we the thing is, we had the idea to have you to 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 open it, and then it's just like stuff. It's been so crazy. It's been so crazy. So you know, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you for for being patient. Hey, um, you know, I trust y'all. And, and the last package I got from y'all, every time y'all always sit with some motivation. Y'all got the sticky note. The last sticky note still on my wall, brother. I look at that every day. Peace, That's peace, awesome. peace. I know when you when when you. Stay- it was worth. It. I appreciate y'all very much. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. My bad, my bad. I was gonna, I was gonna say, when you said, "Yo, I've been sweating looking at that box." I'm like, I said the same thing to my baby mother, and got me, <laughs> and I've been in trouble ever since. Matthew, 
Facts. So uh, this is it. This is nice. I see why they flew off the shelves. This is incredible. I the the yeah. I mean the the if people go to Darius Lockhart's Instagram, you can see there's a couple of images of you in the Black Wrestling Mania hoodie, and I that and and that's like that's what last year's design something like that. The quality just keeps getting up to whatever. Like this, this right here, it's it's one of the pff, talk about it. Champion sound. Not guilty. That's all you need. <laughs> you gotta come with the quality. I did it up. No, y'all did it up. Hey man, I I've used gilded. I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, of course, yeah. did it. <laughs> And then look, the burgundy too. <laughs> that's it. That's a hot commodity right there. No, no, like maybe what five of us have that one? Just five. Wow. Depending on where you're from, the NCCU or the Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Are the Eagles? <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> so she had to, I had to shout her out for a little bit. That's all. Oh, no, no doubt. Um, what's going on? I wanted to. I mean, you are the revolutionary. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. He, he no, got, he got, he got exclusive. Just his. We don't. Wait, what, what, wait. What else is in that box? A shirt. The shirt. Yeah. The shirt. Bomb. Yeah, and it's the burgundy shirt too. We don't. Wow. Really good. It's that's really a good. one. That's a one on one. That's a one. Wow. That's just, that's his. That's it. Wow. Along with the button. The buttons, yeah, yeah. That's it. Now use that as a sound bite. Who's doing it better than the Black Wrestling Podcast? <sighs> now I talk to a lot of people. That's not me. That's not me pledging allegiance. That's not me. But I'm just saying, brothers, y'all, y'all show love, and I really appreciate that. I always show love back to y'all. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Oh, I pre- sure. always appreciate. Always again. I mean, I think. We we've we've always felt you know that that appreciation of love, and I think it's it's only right that we you know show love back. But I wanted to. It's it. I mean, in in a world where black folks are, I don't want to say black folks are already seen in a certain light, but like we know the pro wrestling industry can be harder for for certain people. So it's it's a really strong stance to come out and be you know represent that militants you know be being the revolutionary. Uh, can what. Talk about the evolution of that. Talk about how you, how you started that and what what was it about that side of you that you, you wanted to make sure was front and center for you as a pro wrestler? Okay, so I'm going to do this without trying to be long-winded. Try not to be long-winded. Okay. Um, you know, growing up in North Carolina, you're already around a lot of shit, you know, a lot of shit. Um, coming out of Fox Pro Wrestling School, um, I was 17 years old when I started training there. So uh, I graduated from high school and had to go off to college in Greensboro. Um, so I was away from my school. So I needed a place to stay, uh, a place to wrestle at. So I was wrestling out of a place called CWF Mid-Atlantic. That's where I cut my teeth. Um, it's in Gibsonville, North Carolina. It's right outside of, um, not Boone, ah, forgive me, but I, it's right outside of Greensboro, really. Um, okay. If you've been to Gibsonville, you know what it's like. It's very country. It's very, it's very backwards. Uh, I walk into the venue and there is a Confederate flag hanging. You know, wow. the flags are the acting championships. 
that was thing. and um and so I'm I'm around it, you know what I mean? And being a youth, uh I was around the same age as Trayvon when Trayvon happened. And that was the real wake up call for me because I'm only 25 about last month. Uh that was a wake up call saying like man, like I, I knew the world is racist. I've I've experienced racism from uh from from friends, you know, classmates, uh going to shop with my mom and seeing how people treat me, you know, when I'm just walking alone. You know what I mean? I learned very early that I was that I was black. The world let me know I was a nigga real early. You know what I'm saying? So um so so here I am after Trayvon and I think there's another one, uh and there's this another one and there's another one and then there's two points so I don't remember names. But I remember sitting in college, uh, I was writing a paper and there was one case where they didn't even take it to trial. And when they announced it, the streets rioted and they had live reports of a riot, just live. And I'm sitting there watching on my laptop, you know, assignment on one tab, riot on the other. And I just like, I got to I got to do what what what's going on. And I walk outside just to get clear my head. And I see just people just walking around, white girls holding hand in hand. I'm like, like, it's not even like it doesn't matter. And I'm just like, man, what can I do? What can I do? to wake people up, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think at, at, in that span, in that time span, I think D'Angelo dropped the album Black Messiah, blew my mind. Uh, I got to see him live. Then Kendrick dropped The Pimp a Butterfly. I got to actually meet D'Angelo that night and speak with him. We, we shared the fist on stage. On stage, you gave me the fist and it was an eye contact thing. And afterwards we vibed and talked and it was just, and it just set in motion my mind. Uh, was just like, oh, I got it. I got to use my platform like these brothers are doing. These are powerful brothers. So um, you fast forward, and I had an incident at CWF that I don't like going into, but it, it really changed me. And it woke me up and made me realize that, man, yeah, they don't they don't have your back in wrestling either. Like like I spoke to Ron Simmons uh, a week ago, and, and there's a kid I know here in North Carolina coming out that we speak to. And we always said, he, he told me, just like Ron told me, we cannot wrestle racism. You can't out sing it, you can't out dance it, you can't out shuck it, you can't out drive it, you cannot out wrestle racism. So it's gonna be here. So so that woke me up to be like, you know, it's in wrestling too. It really is. And it's the thing I love. So I kind of sung into a depression. I sung into a, a thing. And then um I left, went to England, uh, did my first tour. I used my student exchange program for my college to get over there. And um yeah, I just read all these theory books. I picked up Black Power by Kwame Ture and uh, Charles Hamilton. I, I picked up uh, just several. Of course, I was already reading Bell Hooks. I was African diaspora studies minor, so I already knew what books to pick up. But I just hermited for four months, didn't get on social media, nothing. And I came back to Revolutionary, and uh, that's 2015 and 2016. And um, I've been that ever since. I've just been that ever since. And, and I stuck to my life, which I taught me out of it. <laughs> Was what's the situation? I mean, being in Charlotte and like you know, or being in a, in a number of these spots, especially in the South, have you received a lot of flack? Have people been confused about you know the 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 stance and 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 the persona? Um, you know, the funny thing is, I've gotten more flack from it backstage than out and from the fans. Um, you know, when I first started, I had started wearing the Black Lives Matter trunks a year before I became revolutionary. Honestly. You know, because it really meant that much to me. I was at my job. I was at, I was doing a desk job at the time uh, for a summer internship or something like that. And I remember sketching the idea for the Black Lives Matter trunks there and going right to high spots immediately and being make these same day make these. Um, and I remember wearing those back. Those were my first trunks I would just wear as a revolutionary, the Black Lives Matter trunks. And I remember uh, several of my coworkers 
pull me to the side, you know, wrestling wrestlers, you know, pull me to the side and, Hey man, I don't think you, I don't know. It's a good idea. You know, they won't sign you. They don't want to touch you. If you maybe find a different logo and find a different slogan, I don't know, just the black lives matter. I don't know. I don't think you should do it. It's going to cost you a lot of opportunities. And I knew if it did, it did, but I didn't want to work for people who didn't want to, you know, be aligned with it. You know what I'm saying? If I have something to say that deeply about my people dying, you know, what, what we've been going through forever and you got a problem with it, then I don't, I don't need to do business with you. I have more integrity than that. I, I don't, you know, so um, there's that. So, so, so I, I dealt with a lot of people telling me not to do it. Oh, you're going to fuck your career up. And I was, I don't care. It's not worth it. This is worth it. You know what I'm saying? The people are worth it. That means more to me. So um, I've dealt with that. I've had shows. There've been sponsors for shows who have threatened the show. We'll stop coming if you don't book Derek Lockhart. He's racist. He's, he's, he's anti whatever. And, um, and luckily I've had those same promotions say, you know, we'll leave. We have Darius's back. And that, and that's been um, very powerful. And that's been Viral Pro was one of the first people to do that. They were like, yo, we have your back. They didn't try to neuter me. They gave, you know, they were a hundred percent behind it and still are. Um, so I, I got to thank people like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but the fans have been great. Uh, you, I come out and there's white fist in the air, Latino fist in the air, every kind of fist in the air. And um, I've had some very beautiful one-on-one personal experiences with fans since doing this um, of all races. From young in all ages, young kids and older gentlemen, um, just it's been a beautiful experience. I'm glad I did it. Yo, really quick, um, I, if if y'all been paying attention and the folks that are watching have been paying attention, the one thing we we've talked about recently, especially involving the uh, uh, a situation that we discussed last week, um, the OGs in the game seem to have some of our. OGs have adopted more of a gatekeeper role than maybe a teacher role. Have you run into that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, there have been those, you know, all skin folk and kin folk. You know that. Mm. Every black person knows that. Uh, there have been legends I go up to and, hey, sir, God bless you for doing what you've done for this industry. And, and they'll look at the outfit I got on and look at the beret. You know, all right, kid, but don't interrupt me next time. You know what I'm saying? And just move on. Um, I mean, and that same person, and I don't, and I don't like protecting people if you're doing dirt. But I'm so I'm certain if you're trying to debate if I should say a name or not. But he's known for being like this, and he's an OG that a lot of us don't celebrate, and there's a reason we don't celebrate him because he don't celebrate us. Because that same brother got on the mic that day, live promo in front of the crowd. I'm sitting behind the hard cam, looking directly at me talking about and and uh i think it was around the time kaepernick happened he was like we stand for the american flag we stand for the national anthem i'm like bro you're here to put over the boys in the back what are you talking about now you're making this this crowd uncomfortable white people are clapping like should we clap black people are sitting down looking at you like you crazy like i've dealt with that there, there's definitely some ogs that do not have our best interest at heart but um the ones you see me uplift the ones you see me post the ones you see me share those are the ones I've had. And that's, that's why I rather focus on the experience. I mean, you see what the photo next to me, I, I got to chat up with these three gentlemen uh, last week and there was nothing but love, nothing but informative. Um, so shout out to those men. I don't know if anyone's had a bad experience with those dudes, but the one, the love they gave me was uh, incredible. So I like to focus on the people. But you, you mentioned Ron earlier. I mean, how, how, 
was was this the first time you black? Like, how long have you been knowing like Ron Simmons specifically, and what what's it been with? Like, has he been? I'm assuming he's imparted a lot of knowledge on you, being that he yes he came from that you know WCW back in the day. Like he was that he was that brother, and it was a little shaky at that time, even though he was world champion. So, has, what did he put you on the game? Did he did he give you any advice? Uh, I mean, tons of advice. So, funny thing is, this was our first time really meeting. So it was it was a lot of like you know expectation was there. I was a little very I was definitely excited, but it was the first time crossing paths. I crossed paths with Teddy briefly in the past, but not enough to where he would remember me. You know what I mean? Um, it was just the kind of a pass in the night, and I never met Butch either. So uh, it was, so this was really just like yeah, me coming for knowledge, and they were very gracious in that. Um, you know, I, I of course I talked to Ron about the real issues. You know, I, I asked him about what he feels about what's going on with all of them. Uh, I asked them about some of the stuff that they went through back in the day, and some of the BS politics they went through. I mean, the first thing that Teddy Long did was tell me Ric Flair was racist as hell. <laughs> and that was the first thing he told me. You know what I mean? Uh, He's they were, consistent. Yeah, I mean, there were stories where they would they would come to they were telling me the story. They they came to the arena one night as tag champs, and uh, it was a house show, and they wanted to take the belts off of them. You know what I mean? Like these are things that they've been going through. You know, run out of towns or, um, but the, but the with the biggest inspiration that uh that that uh ron simmons gave me was um he just told me we got to stick together i i told him about some plans that i had that i've been working on for over a, a couple years really um well over a year now i should say just one year but uh I've, ha I've had some unifying plans going on uh recently um and i expressed to him i was candid with him and he was like yeah brother you got to do that um first of all he told me he appreciated what i was doing once i showed him the gimmick once i showed him well not really a gimmick's really just me once I showed him what I was doing, he was like, yeah, you, as long as you're doing your knowledge, you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, I'm with you. Um, and he supported me in that. And that was beautiful to see that that almost, you know, that cosign. But um, he told me we had to sit together. He said, because the moment we start bickering and start arguing, it's going to all fall apart. Um, and right now, I think I, I sat down with, uh, and I don't, I don't want to start name dropping, but I sat down with a friend of mine maybe a few months ago. Um, and, and we talked to each other and candidly, we were like, man, this is... Ron's right, because this is the best time to be a black wrestler. I don't know any time period ever that there have been more talented black wrestlers than right now. And I can only imagine as a child who I didn't, I grew up, you know, later on. But imagine being a kid in the 80s and 90s and being able to see Ron Simmons tweet someone like Butch Reed or someone like Coco Beware, inspiration and love. Seeing that unity in a business that does not show you love amongst, you know, or show you unity amongst you know, all these other people. That's inspirational. So I say, yeah, we got to sit together and, and I listen to Ron and, and that's exactly what he, you know, he, he inspired on me. So, yeah. You, you, you mentioned, I mean, the day for people who don't know where I, I hate dating things like this, but we are literally recording this during Monday night raw. And, but I say that because the, on a crazy news day, it started with the new Japan super J cup. And not only is Chris Bay there, but we got ACH as well we got leo rush as well i mean you're talking about a time for uh you know the best time for black rat like how do you, were you surprised like because a lot of us were tripping like is this people were like is this real like real? When, when you saw it you know did you know about it before it got announced uh, how did you feel when you saw that saw that news come out so i know those guys but i'm not very close to them so it when y'all found out i found out um so i mean i immediately dm'd it to sugar dungerton i was like bruh <laughs> I was like, this is a good look. Um, you know, granted, there are a lot of um, 
there are a lot of, there are a lot of politics to everything obviously you know being being us and you always have to think about how you feel about everything everything comes with layered but uh, layers but um to see three black prominent black deserving men under a new japan banner when that's not regularly you know seen um it, it, it put a smile on my face and so you know ach has been there to the dance before but to see leo and chris bay there and chris bay in such a quick time you know what i mean yeah 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 there there is there is i i, I want to put it out some people are petty some people are are, are you know it should have been me or you know i've been in the game what seven years i want to say as a performer as of this past august um and but there's no part of my body that's jealous of anyone God, I'm so happy for Chris Bay to get it and get it fast. That's what it should be like. That's what we got to keep doing. You know what I'm saying? I want the next brother to get it faster than me. You know what I mean? So, like, like let's go. Let's keep it moving. Uh, so, shout out to Chris Bay, Leo, and ACH for that. Uh, um, I hope they do well. I know they'll do well because those guys are amazing talents. Definitely. Um, I want to take it back. Um, you know, you, you, you 25 is crazy. You've already been been doing the, doing the damn thing for a minute. Um what was what are you, what are your first pro wrestling memories? What were you were you growing up as a child watching wrestling? What was the, do you remember the first match or anything like that? So it's funny. I wasn't. I was kind of a late bloomer. I grew up uh, around a lot of wrestling fans as kids. I mean, you know, but I didn't watch it. I was more of a um, I was more of a fantasy superhero guy. But I was also a film buff. I was a kid who watched everything. My the TV kind of raised me because I was the only child. You know. So I was watching. Yeah, y'all know. Y'all know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all know what the uh, what the last button does. <laughs> it cut off the porno. Cut off the porno. I'm not gonna say this, <laughs> but 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 the TV raises some of us, and I was one of those kids um, for sure. So I had access to a lot of information at a very early age. So that was what I was interested in. I didn't really watch wrestling like that, but I was around when my kid, when my friends were doing Triple H impressions with their grape soda after church. I was around, you know, playing with their John Cena toys at school, but um, I didn't really discover it for myself until around age 12, you know? I mean, uh, up until a certain point, I thought Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve Austin were the same person. I mean, <laughs> I thought, funny how that works wait, out. They're, they're, like, they're not. You know? <laughs> when I was a four or five year old, I thought when Stone Cold got angry, he turned into Goldberg, like the Hulk or something. I didn't, I didn't, That's I didn't pretty know. good. That's pretty good. He said. He said. He said. When when Goldberg get angry, when Stone Cold gets angry, he forgets how to wrestle. <laughs> he just killed. <laughs> but but I remember like in that. But I, I didn't find it till about age twelve. And um, and once I found it, man, it was like steamroll. Um, ironically, like, funny enough, it was Matt Hardy and MVP that got me into it. Uh, it was in the middle of their tag run. Uh, I think maybe a week or two before MVP turned on Matt. I think I, I was into it, and uh, and I realized I cared. And then I got the point of wrestling because before to me it was stupid. You know, I didn't get it. Um, but once it clicked, boy, I was like a a fiend. Couldn't get enough of it. Every magazine, every book, every DVD, you name it, and I, I was there. By the summertime, I was already watching indies like Ring of Honor and stuff. It was crazy. I was gonna say, like, and, and at that time, what, what were who were some of your favorites when you when you really started doing the knowledge? Who who were you latching on to as you know your influences and, and inspirations in the in the squared circle? So ironically enough, it wasn't that many brothers. You know what I mean? Because of, you know the presentation, the business tells you how to treat us, and the business knows who to um, who to underline as who to pay attention to. 
So, you know, coming in late 07, I was a Hardy boy, Mark, man. I thought the Matt and Jeff were the, the guys, you know, and and that was me un, not understanding what I loved about pro wrestling yet. Um, but it was the 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 selling, the storytelling, the 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 body language. Um, they're masters of that crap. Jeff does not get enough credit for that. It, it, he he's a lot of things, but he's also a master of telling a story with his body and um just you know making sure the guy in the cheap sheets can see whatever. Um and, and I people have critiques of Jeff, but that's just my take on it. I think he's a, a smart performer when it comes to that. He gets a little a long out of a little when it comes to a little bit, things like that. So that's what I kind of gravitated to, uh underdog storytelling. Um, I like punk. CM Punk was a cool dude because he spoke his mind because he didn't respect authority. Uh, I had an interesting thought today. I think it's very funny how, um, and this may be a little radical. I don't know why I'm going to say this here, but I was thinking it's very funny how um, young black men are often chastised. And, and we say that, you know, uh, if they only had a father figure in the house, they know how to, um, they know how to respect authority and maybe they wouldn't be, you know, uh, attacked by the police so often, but it's like, authority over life who what authority to who who are you you were not god you know what i'm saying that badge does not make you a god so 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 that punks earlier stuff to me like talking just saying whatever you wanted i was like yeah why do i have to why do i gotta fall in line like you know a good little you know so yeah so those are the, some of the dudes that early on um related to me uh of course i was a Samoa joe guy that that was Samoa Joe was like man, I used to I used to show friends kids at school wrestling, and they'd be like man you know the other shit you show me is fake as hell but that's Samoa Joe, <laughs> he hits people, <laughs> and, and and I told him that when I met him and, and, and Joe's a good dude too and um it's beautiful that he's a good man beyond you know with the stuff he does his body work is fantastic so I think those are four people I mentioned right now at the top but as later on I learned to um to see us for who we were and, and, and definitely got more influences, uh, influences later on as we went. Yeah. I mean, is that Hardy's, is that Hardy's thing a little bit of hometown bias? It definitely helped. It definitely helped me realize like, Oh, I can do it too. It was definitely like my Pharrell, you can do it too moment. You know what I'm saying? Watching their twist of fate DVD and being like, Oh, these kids started in the backyard and then you went to do what? And then you did how and got there how fast. Okay. I can do it. Like that was like, like I discovered wrestling at 12 by 13 and I had watched the documentary like five, 50 times. I knew I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be wrestling. Like you say it easy. At, at, at 13, what were your parents? I mean, did, is that a dream you shared with your, your your parents? Like, or your mom would like, is it a situation where, what, how does she react to what you do now? Or like, at, like, was there a point where she was like, I don't know. And then she kind of saw the vision. Well, you know, she, I'm 13. She's like, ah, oh, it's a phase. He'll grow out of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, he, he wanted to be a policeman at seven, and, and, and I definitely brought that shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, propaganda, propaganda, you know what I mean? But um, it starts early. But uh, and then I wanted to be Batman, you know? So so it goes. But she, she thought it was a phase. Um, and, and respect to her, I understand why she did. But once I hit, like, 14, 15, and I just wasn't shutting up about it, she was like, I think he's serious. And then uh, I joined the the high school wrestling team because um, I just felt like it would be a good basis to get me in shape because I felt my 18th birthday coming up. And I knew since I turned 18, I was going to start, you know. Um, then I found out that there was high spots here in Charlotte. Well, so I did my student. Uh, I don't know if you guys went through this, but in North Carolina, we had at the time a senior exit project. As a senior, you have to do this massive project that starts in your junior year. 
and it's like a research. It's your first research paper. It's the first presentation. And I did it on pro wrestling, the history of pro wrestling, because this is what I wanted to you know, talk about. And uh, I accidentally stumbled across high spots as a school here in Charlotte. And I went and quit the wrestling team like almost the next day. <laughs> the next day, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm about to go do what I really want to do. And um, my mother told me, you know, if you're really serious about it, you save up the money for yourself. And within a few months, I had the money. And I paid myself my, my own wrestling school. And um, and yeah, and, and the rest is history, man. I, I quit the amateur team and started 17 years old. Before I even graduated high school, I was bumping them. I'd read that uh, one of oh, support. I didn't answer your question. I didn't want to not answer your question. No, go. Yeah, no, no, yeah. She, she's never once I started and she supported me. She's always loved it. My dad is the one who hated it. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I was reading and it mentioned that uh, you know Cedric Cedric Alexander is, is is listed as one of your your trainers. When when how old were you when you when you started working with him and what was what did you learn from him immediately? What was that relationship like? So that translated into uh, one of the people I looked up to because I was around 15. I think I went to my first Ring of Honor show in Charlotte. And they were that's when Cedric was about maybe on his first or second Ring of Honor show. They were giving him a tryout. Man. He was still wearing, he still had the blonde streak in his mohawk. And, um, and I went and saw him. And then it was about a year later, I ran into him in a gym. And I went to my mom and I was like, Mom, Mom, I think that's the guy that I saw, you know, the black dude from Charlotte, because I, I sat in front of his mother that show actually. And so his mother was chanting for him, you know, whatever. So I told him, I said, his mom was sitting behind me. Let me go and speak to him. And I, I was really nervous because, you know, they say don't approach us at the gym. Uh, but I, I approached Ced and he wasn't used to being recognized. So he had kind of a deer headlights like, oh, you know me. Okay, cool. Well, thanks kid. You know, I'll see you around. Um, once again, maybe a few months to a year later, uh, I walk into high spots ready to train, um, not really doing the math, just wanted to show up and wrestle. Because I went to PWX shows and knew Cedric was doing those, but I went there and um, he, I walk in and he looked at me. He goes, I know you, you're that kid from the gym, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, cool, well, welcome. And immediately it was like, come here, let me teach you stuff. And so from day one, that was like, that was older brother. You know what I mean? Um, after after training, I was quiet. I was always like, I don't know wrestling training. I'm respect the craft. I'm gonna speak when spoken to, and I'm gonna shut up. I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not gonna be talking while my trainer's talking, whatever. Um, but afterwards, Cedric would always say me inside, you know, good job. You did this wrong. Try to do this wrong. Try to do that right. And um, you know, and he would just always help me clean up my game. And so it was always been a, a brotherly relationship from day one. He ended up being my first match. Um, he ended up being my first match, and he ended up being my tenth match. And it'd be my debut match at PWX, and we have this story, and it just keeps building. You know, I was the—he was the first PWX television champion. I was the eleventh. You know, one and one. Like it, it's just—it's—it's it's a lot of parallels. That's that. That's so. We're eternally kind of there. You know. So we 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 talked about the gatekeeper thing early, and I don't want to cover one side of the coin. Um, mm. keeping keeping what said. He's under under the learning tree right now and of one of the best OGs in pro wrestling and MVP. Um, what do you think of, of, of what uh, he's done as far as being an OG to younger wrestlers? And have you had any chance to uh, really uh, experience anything from him or, or get any, uh, any, any knowledge from him? Um, honestly, my, my, my respect for MVP is great. My interactions with MVP um, are very minimal. Uh, we might have met at 
Wale Mania like a couple years ago in Florida. Um, kind gentleman, you know. Um, it was a little surreal to be like in the club with the dude who I've made me want to be a wrestler in a way. You know what I'm saying? Because it was his heel turn on Matt that really was like, oh, like, so um, I was always showing him respect and he was always kind and showed me respect too, but I've never really got to sit under that learning tree. Um, I'm, but I've heard nothing but positive things uh, from, you know, the years I hear, you know, the, 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 the club, the plugs I have. People always tell me he's always looked out for them. Um, so I have I have very little to say about MVP, but I have nothing negative to say about him. What I can see on TV is that he's he's helping a lot of people out. So that's all I can you know give credit to. Him. Definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you about. You mentioned you know you 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 sounds like a like a friendly rivalry with uh, Cedric Alexander, but I I wanted to know like what does Darius Lockhart think is the best Darius Lockhart match? Is it something with Cedric? Is it something else entirely? Like, do, do you have like in, in your top three, do you have, you know, a couple you would point to be like, yeah, y'all yeah. should check that out. There, there are a few, um, you know, the, the one people usually point to is my match with Shane Strickland or Isaiah Scott, Isaiah Sorf Scott, um, him and I, um, yeah, we, I think we tore it up. We, we had a story to tell. I had a story to tell. I had a chip in my I was with a company that just kept finding any reason to not put the ball in my hands. And that was a night to say, hey, fucking put the ball in my hand. And I, I made every fan say that with me. Um, unfortunately, it still didn't happen. But that was an undeniable moment where everyone goes, yeah, like that was the night. Like you you stepped into a different mode. Um, so me and Strickland I, forever. I hope we do it again one day. Um, I have preferences of how it would happen, but I I. I hope we do it again one day somewhere but um in terms of strickland uh there's my match with this guy named slim j um which is very ironic that me and slim j have such a good chemistry and good match being who we are in our presentation um there's a lot of layers to it but the but we have we had a good chemistry and that was one of the best matches uh that i put on and it was in front of such a small intimate crowd that in that building was just such a a, a wild match so my match with slim j is good um cedric cedric alexander and uh our best matches are not filmed our best matches are in uh our our refer our trainer george south would just do regular like pop-up shows at either churches or kids birthday parties and he would just ask all his trainees to just come and there was one day where uh the ugly ducklings i don't know if y'all know that tag team okay it's okay. They, 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 they've been around for a while, but they, they got some stuff that they haven't still going to check off their uh, checklist. But there's a, there's a tag team in North Carolina called Ugly Ducklings, and they um, they were late. They're supposed to be the main event for George because they're really cartoony and kids love them. And so they, he was like, hey, they're late. I don't know how long they're going to be. You and Cedric, can you just wrestle until I tell you to stop? And I was like, sure. And so we went 30 for a kid's birthday. We went 30 minutes, like classic, just going, 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 like on the fly. We didn't call shit. Like we didn't call it th- like it was just and um and and I hate that that match was never filmed because it's our best match and no one will ever see it. Um but we have hopefully we have some more in us later on. Um yeah, I mean those are some matches off the top of my head. I'm sure other people could tell you some different ones, but off the top of my head. I, I have I had a banger with Kip Sabian in England one time uh for Southside Pro Wrestling. Um we only did it one time, but man, the chemistry that I had with that dude was just if you can get your hands on it, it's a fun match, man. Kip Sabian. Uh, other than that, I, those MJF was a good one, but you know, I, I was about to ask, do you hate MJF, MJF as much as I do? 
<laughs> um, layered. <laughs> very layered. Very layered how I feel about MJF. Um, I feel like we'll cross paths again. I feel like it's possible. I feel like the... Um, not necessarily saying that that's where I want to be. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I'm saying, like, it's just... I feel like those two characters, those two personas, right? Yes. Someone wants to make money off of that. Yes. Uh, Bex was smart enough to do it when they did it. And damn, it was a banger. And the crowd ate that shit up. But no one ever revisited it. And, um, and, and I think the trajectory that we both, our careers have gone on from that point kind of speak for themselves, given who we are and what we stand for. So I think the story writes itself. Can, um, yeah. after, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. After I watched that match, I was praying that you would rename your finisher to the reverse gentrification. <laughs> impossible you know what's funny i um I, I don't i can think of something else to name the verse gentrification i'm i'm a big fan of the asada driver i i i gotta pay respect to asada shakur that's just that's just that's that's the love so uh, it, uh the asada driver is just once i came up with that name i was like i'm never that's just it that's it understood the finish but that's gonna be the name of that move so I'm, i'll come up with something else for that but um i don't know did you did you no one, no one saw it because I just kind of did it last minute. But I had the promo versus MJ, uh, against MJF before that match happened, um, mm -hmm. where I talked about gentrification and, and him being a gentrifier. Where I was saying, you know, people like you, uh, uh, you know, I know people like you. You come into neighborhoods and you, you, you take homes from old women. You knock them out of their homes. You know, you take, you take, you push them out of their, you know, their neighborhoods, and um, and, and you take everything from them. But here's the thing. One day that old lady's grandson is going to come up and he's not going to be too happy. Newsflash, I'm that grandson. I'm that motherfucker that's about to beat the shit out of you because I don't appreciate who you are. And even though while you're sitting there trying to be better than everybody else, I'm sitting here trying to be better for everybody else. And that's the difference between you and I. So that was the promo we cut and, and it was and it worked and it got people in it. And um and like I said, the story it writes itself. How could you not? But um I know exactly who the man is, and, and and you know if we cross paths one day again, so be it. But I'm not grasping for straws here. I'm not claiming. You know, we, we had good chemistry, and it worked out. And we did what we did. No, I love colonizer. <laughs> it's, this is not to shoot. This is not to you know to just to, to start you know firing shots, whatever. Too, but you know, uh, the game is the game, and we, we we all know what it is. But um, he is he. I will be you know the guy to be good and and you know he is a talented person uh what he, what he has talents and, and what he does with those talents i just hope you know they they he makes to keep making the right decisions hope he makes the right decisions and does the right things um he, he's not i'll i'll I'll, <laughs> I'll do that just know mjf i'll, I'll probably i'll definitely see, be seeing you again Sure. Say no more. Say no more. When, when it makes me wonder when you i we talked about how the the boys in the back have reacted to your your I don't I, again you mentioned don't it's not even a gimmick that is just you but um aside from us like do you get like what's the response been especially when you first started with the revolutionary what what's been the response just from black pro have you did you see an immediate you know black fist you know people rising up when when you first started coming out with the gimmick or did it take a little while for people to really start to understand what you were putting forth. Are you talking about in terms of fans or fans? Yeah, specifically. Um, some some automatically got it. Uh, the gentleman who gifted me this Gil Scott Heron album immediately got it. 
which was why he gifted me at the next show. He was like, I want you to have this brother, um, which is beautiful. Um, but, um, so I was in that fun and I'm just kind of seeing it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, he, uh, so fans, there were some fans who automatically boom and it was just a slow rise. Like, I think by the next show, by the second show, um, people were, Hey, 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 you know what I'm saying? And then there was a little bit more, there's a little bit more. And so, um, but immediately, I mean, brothers would come up and, you know, Hey, these people might not get what you're doing, but I get what you're doing and thank you for doing it. You know what I mean? Um, and then eventually that started to cross over age, uh, you know, restrictions. You know what I mean? Um, I was wrestling uh, for a company called AML, which is, you know, looking out from the outside in and looking at the way it's run. It's a fairly, it has a fairly conservative fan base, um, especially considering we're being in North Carolina here. But uh, that's what it draws, a fairly conservative fan base. Um, but I remember wrestling Jason Kincaid. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work there at AML. We had a good match too. It's on my YouTube page. You can check it out for free. And uh, afterwards, I remember being at the merch table and two young black kids come up to me about, this is when, 2016, 2017. This is 2017. The kids come up to me, uh, maybe five and seven, and they just threw their fist up and go, Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, that's, that's what the fuck I'm doing this for. Those kids right there. And, I, and, then, and then I was like, yo, I'm never turning back. You know what I mean? Um, never, 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 never selling out, you know? So that's, a, that's, a, it's, it's, any, it, 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 we, lo I mean, we lost a King in a uh, Chadwick and, and what he stood for was very important. And it, that, that's what it sounds like. You know, I, I don't want to say, you know, one King's replacing another King, but it's always good that, you know, that we have multiples, you know, yeah. multiple people specifically, Thanks. specifically for the youth. Cause you know, I, that's always my thing is if who knows what you would have been doing if you had been able to see a two cold Scorpio or something as your first, you know, pro the pro pro wrestler you saw, you know what I mean? So uh, I I appreciate the fact that babies can can recognize and realize the the the, the message that early because who knows what they'll who knows what they'll do with that information? Who knows what they'll do with that confidence with that boost? Right. You know, and that's what I kind of strategize. I'm like, yo, I, I need to be uh, the most not the most positive, I don't have to be squeak clean, but I just need to be that that reinforcement of showing you, hey man, you are, uh, you're not only beautiful, but you're smart, you're intelligent, you're black, you're powerful, you're powerful. And that's why I like to wrestle the way I wrestle. You know, there aren't that many, um, I mean, I, everything I do is meticulous, man. I think about everything 20 times over, but the way I even, I'm a technician for a reason. I mean, look at, look at how many times you watch pro wrestling on television and they call us what? He's a beast, he's athletic, he's, it's all buzzwords, right? They're all, they're all, they're all basically taking our accomplishments, our skill level, and diminishing it to God-given talents and eugenics, which is like very insulting. Because I work very hard at my craft. We work very hard to be a wrestler. Every black wrestler does. Every wrestler does. So why are there no wrestler, black wrestlers being called intelligent? Why are there no black wrestlers being called cerebral? And I was like, maybe I need to be that guy. Maybe I need to show. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I have to be him. Um, and, and that's where it, every movement starts that someone has to say, maybe I have to be that person. And, um, and, and now, like you said, the little ones, it translates through race. I've had little, I've had, um, white children come up to me and not to even be like, like even white, but like really like real talk, like white children have come up to me, looked at my shirt. I have a shirt that has a list of names. And the reason it says list of names is not to put myself on that platform, but to just show people, educate them and give them like, Hey, you know, Rustin and Huey Newton and Shakur and whatever. And I had that little kid come up to me and go um, in front of his father, go, who are these people? He was maybe, maybe like six, like between probably six or seven. Who are these people? 
And I explained to him who they were. Uh, and he looked at his dad, looked at the shirt. And he go, I want that shirt. I want that shirt. And I, well, cool, we'll take it. Buy me, pay me, but have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but if we can, if we can reach people that young, that early, through something that you know, put, keep putting medicine in the candy, then by all means, brother, let's let's keep doing that. And that that's why um, that's why me and Saif Al Sabai even started unifying because you know he's all about the children. That's what he's first. He's he's children first. And um, yeah. So so I mean that, that's why we met on that. Kids are we want to touch as many people as possible the right way. One hundred percent. It's been a, one of the weirder things about this year. Pretty much is the fact that everybody's been locked down. I know it's 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 already got to be a crazy lifestyle to be a traveling pro wrestler in the independent circuit. But when you can't travel, to talk about what twenty twenty's been like as a, a a pro wrestler and and not being able to like how, how roughly how many matches have you even had in twenty twenty? I had two matches this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was by design and not by design. So the reason why I had two matches, uh, I was coming off a stint. Um, I was coming out from a tour in England and my mental was just fried. I was completely disillusioned from the pro wrestling game. I wasn't sure if I was going to walk away or not, but I knew that my body was tired. My mind was tired. My spirit was tired. And so I said, I'm going to take a break. Um, the next few, next few shows I have are like, into Jan- no, I think I lied to you. I think I had three or four matches. I had, I had a few. I've had more than two matches. I'm sorry. The, I was thinking about the last two I had, but I had I had like a six man tag. I did some stuff with Viral earlier in the year, but I knew that like um, I was gonna have a very minimalized schedule for the next couple months because I'm just like I'm not trying to be out here. It, it is what it is. I gotta figure out what I want. And um, I think the last time I wrestled was February. I did a double shot. I had um, I wrestled Trishador for the in the finals of the Pan African tournament, uh, but unfortunately in that match I tore my front pectoral muscle, and had to finish the match uh, the last 15 minutes just wrestling with one arm. And then the next day I had to fly to Florida uh, where Saeed and I Saeed Al Sabah and I were tag teaming for the Fest tag team tournament, um, and we were you know uh, I imagine we were going to do really good in that tournament. You know what I mean? But uh, the injury kind of plagued us, and it got us out first round. I just wasn't able to, to, to wrestle the whole tournament the way I intended to initially and dominate the whole thing, But um, which is, you know, a blessing and a curse because I found out really quickly um, the way people treat you is important. When you're injured, when you can't do something for somebody, the way people treat you, um, it's very eye-opening. You didn't know who you want to get into business and get into bed with. And um, I, that woke me up a little bit. But so, But from then on, uh, was it that was February 16th, 17th? I was out because I was like, I don't know how long this is going to be. And then COVID hit. And so it was just like, oh, I'm not missing anything really because the game stopped. You know what I mean? And, and 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 before it got bad, it was even like a cute joke to me. It was like, you know, oh, the game needs me, man. Like I left and I've been gone two months. So y'all had to shut shit down. Like, <laughs> but, but, but real talk, like uh, it started really affecting people and I couldn't even really smile through it. It was just really hard. It became really hard really fast. It got real fast. People started losing their lives. And it got to the point where I was like, man, even if I was healed, would I even want to wrestle? It felt very tasteless to be out here right now. You know what I mean? Originally. Um, uh, because, you know, there's a lot of layers to that. I, I keep saying that a lot, but I, that's how I view everything. There's there's a two side. There's no black and white. There's all gray. And so wrestling during a pandemic, I just wasn't sure how I would feel about it. So even the point now... Um, I'm rebuilding. I, I'm, I'm trying to get my physique back together. You know, you're coming off a pec tear. That's no joke. 
I'm having to get my strength back. I'm trying to regain the size I lost. Uh, it's been a very rough year mentally in terms of that, not being able to do what I do uh, and, and you know, do it well. Um, but I'm just not getting back in the ring, just not getting back in shape. I, I started doing different workouts, routines and everything like that. Um, and so now it's to the point where like, I could go right now. I could not to the level I want to go, but I could have a match and kill it. I could have a damn good match and entertain people. Do I want to right now? No, no, but, um, there will be a time for that. I, I don't rush anything. I, I've learned not to rush anything. You know, the, I know it's got to be a point at some point. We, we see the goal back there. You gotta. So I know somebody's gonna be gunning for that thing at some point. Well, you know, technically, I'm. It, they stripped me of it. <laughs> no. So, as of as of September something, I technically am not the VPW champion. Technically, it's vacant um, because uh. I w- I have made the six hundred and fifty day mark as champ, <laughs> and I was like, even but but here's the funny thing about it. I was gonna do that. Like, let's talk about that. I was going to make that day regardless. But, but uh, uh, the fact that uh, the fact that we weren't doing anything, I think the company is just, um, you know, they have their, they have what they want to do. You know, they 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 definitely don't want to keep things uh, too stagnant. They definitely want people to be uh, uh, excited when Viral Pro comes back. And you know, you don't want to come back with more of the same. Um, I hate the I you know I'm definitely going to get another shot at this. I better get another shot at it, uh, and we'll reset. Uh, Sean Legacy, uh, I don't know. Some people are familiar with from AEW Dark. He was the number one contender for the belt uh, before we ended things. So I'm sure I'll have to you know, you know, deal with that. But other than that, you know, I, I'll be back soon. I'll be back when the right time is. But while this is vacated, to be honest with you, I mean, and, and that's. I'm the first person to hold this rendition of the belt. It's a very gorgeous title. I'm very lucky to do so. Um, uh, but I think, I, I mean, 650 days, well, you know, you set a precedent. No one's ever done that in viral pro wrestling history. Um, so not saying it's time to move on, but I know that I've done a lot with this belt. So I want more. Um, and when I say more, I don't think there's anything bigger right now than the Pan-African Championship. That's what, I, that's what my heart's at. That's the world championship to me. And for the people who don't, see it that way keep watching what trisha dora is doing keep watching what she's gonna do and you'll see it and then when eventually when i get my hands on it you better damn sure watch what i'm gonna do with it because i'm we're taking well you know facts facts we we had her on a, a month or so ago and i mean she's she when we she had the belt low-key like in a similar position standing behind her to where you have it right now and uh what'd she say on twitter you know the the Imagine, she said, the greatest technical wrestler in the world is a black woman. Just think about how that sounds or something like that. She, I, I shouts to Trish. I, what is it about her? Like, what do you think it is about her as a champ? Like, how important is that for that belt to have this particular woman specifically holding that belt as the bearer of the belt first? I mean, how fitting. I mean, we all come from the black woman, right? Like the black woman is God, the black man is king. You know, we understand it. It's, it's, it's not just lyrics, it's real. You know, shout out to Allen Kingdom for that lyric too. But um, it, it's very real to me. I, I thought, you know, if I had to lose anybody in the finals of the Pan-African tournament, it was it was gonna be her. Um, she walks with such grace, with such poise, with such power. And, you know, even when she doesn't remember it, she still deep down knows how powerful she is. And, and, and I was, uh, and, and I'm always the first to water her flowers. You know what I'm saying? And not in a, a funny way, but like really, I, I really try to give uh, 
love and support to her and, and energy as much as she is because you know how how fitting it, it it had to have been a black woman to be anything else the first pan african champion that's where we come from man it's the motherland the motherland's right there on the belt you you have to you have to give credit to where credit is due and um i i think it, it was it's it's the right call it, it's the right call it's the right time it's the right person um and 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 i hope she never forgets that because there are a lot of women who will come up and be inspired by trisha dora um and i can't wait to, for the world to really see you know um continue to see her light shine because god it, it's bright you know you mentioned earlier i mean it's because and i, I know you've been you, you've been getting back on your feet especially in terms of being a pro wrestler but you mentioned earlier that uh you were a movie buff and i don't yeah. want to nerd out too much but um like what, what is I'm, i have to ask i have to ask what is what are some of your favorite movies what have you been watching recently is probably a better question um so recently i haven't been watching much man i i don't have the intention span to um to sit with film anymore you know as much as anymore uh and when i say intention attention span it's not that i don't have the mindset because i can read a book i do that often i i can sit with a book you know but it's just it's the um the care how much do i really care do i mean i look around and the world is burning it's like i i don't i, I don't i only have so many emotions that i can really care about this fake person you know what i'm saying like you know i um but it, it's i do still respect the art form uh two of my favorite movies are creed one and creed two they're the best rocky films you know what i'm saying that those are two those are my two favorite movies um just watching michael b transform himself do the dedication do that work and and i can relate to it from the the father issues to the to the uh and not to say i don't have a relationship with my father i know who my father is i grew up with him you know what i'm saying but but uh to but to to the chasing a legacy to the to not want to feel like a failure to the fight to everything the feel of that film um the those brothers ryan coogler and michael b jordan they did the damn thing with those movies so those movies are very inspirational to me so i, I think creed one and creed two are two very notable movies um anything else i just kind of be you know <laughs> i i watch a lot of old things i watch a lot of docs um i'll rewatch watch stacks 1972 like nobody's business i don't know if y'all are familiar with that documentary oh yeah uh, oh yeah yeah for those watching in the stacks watch uh, stacks records through a uh a, basically a festival or a gigantic concert um in watts california back in 1972 um that's basically people refer to as black woodstock you know isaac hayes may have invented it i watch that every day of the week you know um but lately I, i've been um I have, I, I'm online a lot, you know, I, I stay quiet, but I, I keep an eye out for everything. Um, me and Saeed Al-Sabah, we always used to joke and send each other Sting gifts because we'd be in the rafters. So like, that was our way of saying, yeah, I saw that shit. I'm not going to say nothing, but I saw that shit. <laughs> so, you know, you, you know, um, uh, you know, what they say about fools and, and being quiet, you know, uh, uh, you know, so uh, that's that's what we, we, we go by that. But so there's a lot of things i'm watching I, I watch a lot of people once the pandemic started i was watching people a lot well instagram live streams um people like that uh i've been watching a lot of paul mooney this week man past month paul mooney's just been over and over just watching this um so that those are the things i've been really keeping my eye out for paul mooney um old speeches a lot of um a lot of talks a lot of a lot of what do you um what, what's the word i'm looking for here a lot of people have uh, been having um, just conversations on live streams, uh, panels. panels. A lot of, yeah. lot of, lot of black women um, speaking their piece about movements, 
a lot of, lot of uh, organizing, community organizers. I've just been really involved with um, stuff that really matters to me at this point. I just don't have too much time uh, with, um, with things. I thought I was going to get into Lovecraft Country, but it's a bit, it's a bit traumatizing. It's a bit much. It's a bit hold on to. And I, I haven't even finished the first episode yet. But I think that I'm a little exhausted by us having to make, you know, mo films of monsters and demons and all these special effects for white people to get the black lives have it harder. You know, I, I just don't understand why we have to. You have to see a, a HBO series about demigorgons and gods and everything for you to get that. I'm just a little exhausted by everything. So it's just like. Uh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, respect to the creators, and I'm a big Jonathan Majors fan. Salute to him, but um, I, I just I need real shit right now because that's what I'm focused on the change. So I just I... I've I've never seen Lovecraft Country, and I want to know if the monsters are white people, and why aren't they if they aren't? Uh, <laughs> the The answer is yeah, and yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it, again one of the. It's not going to be the title of the episode, but as Darius has said, there's layers to a lot of things, and I mean, Lovecraft is a show where there's layers upon layers upon layers. It makes sense, but I think the the one word you said there is, is, is exhausting. That that like that is also a very like that's a mentally taxing show. Every episode, there's so much. So if I were you and you were trying to focus on the real, you might want to put that show to the side for a bit. Oh, Cal, is 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 it like a cracker monster in there? <laughs> it's one of those things where. No, that's a, it, but it's no, but but I mean, yeah, there there, there are the the white devils, and then there are <laughs> like actual like devils. Like it, it's 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 a country where everything is there. It's literally all there. Oh, so. you didn't say it was nonfiction. Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, the, uh, the, the Negro, the Negro in this is, is who we are here. And then the white man is who he is. Here. Let me watch this shit tonight. <laughs> uh, so I, I shout out Jonathan Majors, the star. Mm -hmm. He started in a film last year called The Last Black Man in San Yes. Um, that was probably one of the best films I've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen that, go see it. That's a movie that I, I really, I'll throw that on there as well. That's a, again, again, talking about gentrification. That was what that film. That was a really. That's a real. That was probably the first time I saw him acting. And then everything I've seen him in, he's been phenomenal. He's one, one, the future. He's one of the future right now. Um, yeah, Abdul Mateen. You know, mm -hmm. people were doing good work. Big facts. Uh, damn, we got we got down this road. And I got. Oh, oh, I wanted to because you've been. I was been watching a lot. You've been promoting Paris is bumping. Yeah. How did you talk about? Because I, I I know the documentary Paris is burning. I didn't realize that there was this uh, uh, clash of the the ballroom culture as with pro. Like, how? Did, what's your involvement to talk about that that specifically, and, and how you got down with that? Oh my my involvement is very minimal. I mm -hmm. had production. I just believed in Billy's vision. So I'm I'm a guy I I'm very um I um some people would refer to me as a you know cis hetero black male, uh I am uh obviously straight presenting you know that I'm very masculine mask energy, um but I do believe in liberation for all people you know we aren't we ain't free till we are free you know what I mean and and I'm I'm definitely an advocate for that so I understood Billy 
his plight, his movement, his, his, uh, we talked, we just got off the phone before I called you guys, before you guys called me, I should say. Um, I just got the phone with Billy and we sit and we talk and we share ideologies for a long time. And that's a very powerful brother. That's, he has his mind on straight and he sees through the bullshit of the business. We talk about the bullshit of the business stuff that I won't even say on here. I'll say to Billy, but you know, in his due time, I will say more and more. I, I, I plan on saying more and more being why I spoke and I'm quiet for a reason. Um, this is the first podcast I've done in probably over a year. I don't, I've turned down a lot of interviews this year, um, but this is the one that I wanted to do. Um, not only because you support me, because you know I, I respect you guys. You guys are grinders. You're doing something, so thank you. Um, and I have a platform myself that I'm starting soon. I'm on the set of it right now, actually. That's why it's so decorative. But um, and, and talk about it. I, I won't. I, I, I'm gonna stay put for now. But um, just know that you'll be seeing a lot more of uh, this R and the rest of what it's attached to very soon. Um, but but. Uh, Billy, going back to Billy, he uh, I, I didn't really have any involvement in it. I just wanted to promote it. You know, uh, Billy and I's our mindset is um, there are things in wrestling that are just sometimes too wrestling. People that don't want to evolve, people don't want to change. So our approach that of an artist, that of a musician, that of a singer. How do we promote this? So I mean, I was like, yo, let me give you the let me give you the TVE drop, bro. I'll change my like name to it. I'll put my my Avi. Like, yo, I'm giving you flowers because I want you to do the same for me. Because, you know, he's been one of the people I talked to about the project I was working on last year, which I still um, won't speak on. But it is in the vein of a Paris is bumping. You know what I'm saying? So it is one of those things. But so we're always sharing ideas. So when he had when he told me this was happening and he was like, man, he said to me, he's like, man, I'm very aware that I may never get my flowers for this. You know what I'm saying? I, I may be aware that I'm because because he's like me. He, he'll say what he's saying. He say what he feels, and he's very real. And that's cost him a lot. And it's cost me a lot, but we're okay with that because we know where we want to go. We're gonna take the building. We it's cost us a lot, but it's cost us a lot of the old shit. Let's make new shit, and let's get it all that belongs to us. So that's how we feel about it. So it, it's very. Um, he's like, I know what I know that you know. People may never give me those flowers. I may never be able to reap the success or the benefits of my creations. But guess what? It needs to happen. Someone has to be that 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 torchbearer. Someone has to be the person to break that door down. And uh, I believe Billy is the right guy to do that because he put his all into Paris's bumping, and you see the positive reaction it got. So now when he he goes and do other projects, it's only going to be amplified. Um, so th that's all I really had to do. I had nothing to do with it. That's a vision. That's a visionary. That's a revolutionary. That's a man who has a, a, a plan. And I just wanted to be supportive and just say I had you know just helped out just anything. So. Yeah, so, cause I, I, seeing it in your 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 socials, I'm, and then I went and I, I researched. I'm like, I'm not seeing my man's at all. So I was just trying to figure that out. Um, yeah, I, 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 you, 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 you mentioned a lot of stuff that's going to be going on. You won't have any dates, but um, please, please let us know whenever this situation becomes a, a a thing so we can we can see that and promote that as well because uh some i again i'm I'm seeing the brothers doom the gil scott like i got a vibe but you know I, I don't know if this is a talk show i don't i don't know what's going on i don't know okay did i say did i say too much uh i'm we're, we're you know we're, we're touching uh we're, we're you're very close you're hot now you know what i'm saying but let's just say it's more than a talk show you know um, uh, we're, I'm trying to take it in a new place. Um, and it's not always going to just be about wrestling. You know, it's about real people. Um, I've been doing a lot of theory, reading a lot of theory and, um, and listening just to a lot of takes and people. And there's something to, to be said about, um, 
celebrity alongside revolution, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it, they say to really truly be, um, to really be against something as, as, as massive as white supremacy, which is entrenched and embedded in our business. I do not care what you say, it's a pillar of our business, right next to exploitation. White supremacy is rampant throughout professional wrestling. Um, but uh, when, when, when- It's American. One more time, what was that? I said it's American, anything based in America, anything based in America is based in racism. I mean, but I mean, anti-blackness is global too. So, you know, it even goes beyond the imperialism country. You know what I'm saying? Like, awful. but yeah, I mean, you know, it it is what it is, but um, I'm sorry, I've kind of lost a train of thought. What was I originally um, leading to? What was I originally speaking upon? Talking about the show and because you, because you remind me. you, you, You were talking about the show. I would need to run back. I, 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 I feel I'm bad. Sorry. No, that's fine. It happens more and more because I'm always thinking about a million things. Um, you, you were about to tell us too much about the show where you're about to do. Basically, basically, I was right there. <laughs> that, that was God engineering right there. That was like, hold on, don't, don't let them know too much. Not yet. Just know, Not okay. yet. Hold back. Hold back. Where I was actually going is about theory and talking about celebrity. And, and I was saying that, you know, um, Kwame Ture was saying there's something that you can't really be against white supremacy and expect it to reward you in any type of way. And if it does, it's gonna be meaningless rewards, like, you know, um, a, a job <laughs> or money, because it means nothing, you know, money. It, 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 it means something, but like, cause we need it to, because we live in a capitalist world, that's realistically, but but really speaking, when it comes to the people, it's like you can you can give me something, but it's not worth my soul. You know what I'm saying? A championship means nothing. A belt means nothing. It's leather and gold. It's it's made up. I like it's it's what you make it because outside of this company, you know, I, if I don't give it prestige, it, it doesn't empower me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if it you giving me the NXT championship doesn't mean doesn't mean racism is cured in pro wrestling, bro. You know what I mean? That means nothing. So we have to stop taking that. But I'm saying that to say this, you can't expect it to reward you. And if it does, it's meaningless things. So going against what, what, you know, going against that, we have to acknowledge that all celebrities that we see actively trying to go against it and, and, and still prepare to, you know, expect to reap the benefits, it's not genuine. So, so, and you can't really be, uh, what is it? Michael Shea said, uh, Michael Shea said recently, um, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, the reason why their influence is so strong is because they weren't trying to promote Barbershop Ford at the same time. So, so that I say that to say this, <laughs> but I'm trying to not talk to other celebrities. I want to talk to the people. I want to talk to the real, I want to talk to actual folks. So, um, so that what you'll see me doing is, is interacting with some real people um, who are actually engaging and doing stuff for the movement, who are actually out here with these community organizations. And I won't say how, I won't say what the format is or what I'm doing, but you're, um, I'm trying to get involved with people who really need to have their voices heard. I'm not trying to be the voice of the voiceless. I'm trying to pass the mic. That's all I'm trying to do. So you'll see me, whatever I'm doing to do, you'll, you'll know, you'll see it coming. You know, that's what it's evolving. That's, that's what's up. Um, we, over the weekend, I mean, we started this conversation talking about merch and it was dope because over the weekend, you're that, that fire revolutionary piece with the, 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 the Jackie Robinson inspired one. That shit is hard. Um, are are plan, plans for any merch in the near future? Are you still working on things like that? So, um, I mean, I'm going to keep dropping merch for fun just because, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to find, I think, a new way to do it because that site, as cool as it is, and merch does, is a UK site. 
And uh, the way it works is um, I just send them the design and they, they tell me, you know, set the price and then show me how the profits are going to work and then I'll accept it. Um, but then I ha it, it can only be on sale for a week to 21 days. So you're either going to sell for seven days or 21 days. But the thing is, within that time span, you have to sell at least 10 for it to go to print. So if I don't sell 10 of them, then the people get their money back and it just never happens. Um, so the black shirt, fortunately, like it sold and, and we went, it went to print. It sold very well. I got my money for it. Um, same with the, um, with the hoodie. They sold just enough. It sold like, you know, about maybe 11. Uh, the ironic part was that the Jackie Robinson shirt, uh, the t-shirt version of the hoodie uh, that people tweeted me and asked me for, uh, I deliberately went out the way to do that for them. And it didn't, it didn't hit 10. And it's about to run out. So it's just like, oh, I guess people don't get the shirt. But I'm going to re-release it later on for folks who, if they really want it. Um, and maybe I'll find a different way to do it where I have hands-on so I can mail it myself and do it instead of going through the merch company, you know. Um, so, but I'm always, I'm always having, scheming up merch. Man, I got merch I two years ago I'm sitting on that I just haven't released yet. You yeah. said you need to holler at us? Yeah, I know Is a guy. It's a guy. I know a guy. I think I did. I think I did say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll talk to you about that. Yeah, hit me off here because I'm trying to definitely. Go, uh, I'm definitely trying to go black on baby. So you know how it is. Well, that, I, I think that's gonna about do it this week. I, Darius, really yeah. appreciate you coming through. Before we get out of here, though, can you please let the people know where they can find you on social media? Where they're going to be able to find what you're working on right now? Just blast everything, so so there's no excuses. Okay, uh, you can, if you want my Twitter, find me on Twitter at, at DLockPro, that's D-L-O-C-K-P-R-O. -O. You can find me on Instagram by my name, uh, Darius Lockhart, at Darius Lockhart, all lowercase, of course, nothing fancy, I wasn't that creative. Um, anything else you can find is actually on my website. I need to update it, but it's www.dariuslockhart.com. I have a whole website, it's information about me. I used to have an updated schedule, but I'm not doing anything right now, so. Um, but when you click the schedule, uh, usually it has a list of my dates, um, as well as other things. Uh, my YouTube channel, it's Darius Lockhart. Um, which you should be able to find at any of the aforementioned links. You should be able to find links to my page. But I have tons of free content, uh, short shorts, you know, poetry, um, actual matches, free matches, free footage, promos. Um, I have entire robberies channeled, and, and I have a mini documentary series I did a couple years ago. People don't realize I've done a lot of work um that is just waiting ready to be discovered so uh it's all out there so those are the things you can have uh, just you know simple google all those things will come up but those are those are the resources if you want it um to keep up with me i'm gonna constantly updating those so just let me you know you, if, if you hear something about me it's gonna be from me and it's from now on forever that's why i don't um, i'm very picky about who i talk to who i talk through um uh and uh also I will shout out to them, though, because I did do their their podcast years ago, a fellow black podcast. I don't know if, if y'all are cool. I hope y'all are cool. Uh, we, we don't have time to be beefing in this climate. Jobber Tears, I want to shout them out. Jobber Tears podcast. No, boo. You boo. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out, John. I just did Jobber Tears not too long ago. Shouts out to Sir Wilkins, all them. They're good, good people. Good people. I want to show them some love before they get all sad. But hey, only podcast. I did. I was. I thought about you know, trying to talk to them, too. Uh, it just didn't work out, but um, but shout out to them too. So, but you can find me in any of those places. Uh, if anything about me, it's gonna come from me, not from somebody else. So, yeah, for sure. That's what's up. Thank you, Darius. Uh, Brother Cal, before we get out, I want to say up? 
our, our uh, stat guy, mm -hmm. our white stat guy, sent me a message saying that Darius Lockhart is dressed like me. He's trying to take he's trying to take my swag. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'll fire I'll fire him if you want me to. No, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, birds of a feather. You know, hey, man, that's why I took the scully off. I'll, I'll take credit for that. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm inspired by you. <laughs> I just wanted to, I, I, I did this on purpose. I wanted to impress you today. I was like, I, I know I'm going to talk to him today. I know I'm going to talk to him. So let me look fine. Let me look good. Uh, Fan, we got to cut that out because that's going to oh, get boy. Drip's head's going to be. Lastly, <laughs> lastly, can you please tell um, Saeed El Sabah that, that he, he, he just missed our list? He just missed our list and, and he's on our radar. Please don't, please don't hold us um, accountable. Um, don't a while since we've spoken unfortunately but um I'm, I'm not really sure if that's on his radar i mean he doesn't um he's kind of removed himself from the game he's completely. retired right yeah uh i would say so i'm okay. not sure i asked or if that's permanent um but as far as i know last time we spoke yeah it, it, he's, he's out the game so um but i'm sure he he, he doesn't slide it by it. he knows y'all's heart he, his heart's in the right place he doesn't he doesn't take things um personally like that he's, he's he gets Good. and it's all love with him so you know uh, I, if I get to speak to him soon, I'll pass that word to him. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Now, before we get out of here, fam, math, let the people know where they can find y'all on social media. Hey, man, every single weekend at Wes Buffy on your social media of choice. Ilfam79 in your favorite social media. Um, WesBuffy.com, WesBuffy.com. Um, apologies to Ben DiNucci. Man, you just find me at Math Damon. I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Get me out of here. Shout out to my man. There is Lockhart. Fuck facts. This shit. Big facts. Um, I'm at Cal on Twitter, at Black Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. BlackRasslin.com is the website. And as always, you can find the Black Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Pod, wherever you get podcasts, we there. Um, we run, we're trying to run them numbers up on YouTube as well. The Black Wrestling Podcast, just search it. You can go to youtube.com slash C slash Black Wrestling. We got that. We see y'all. Appreciate everybody for following. Um, blackwrestling.bigcartel.com is where you could have got these, yeah, but, 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 but they're gone. They're gone at this point. Um, Robinson hoodies, <laughs> let them know. Yeah. They're done. They're done. If you didn't buy it, it's done. I told it's you. over. It's over. It's over. It's, it's, it's over, but uh, if people are following the Instagram, they saw that that Black Friday image. I don't know what that means, but keep it locked. Um, Darius, again, appreciate you. Thank you for coming through. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Thank you. Yeah, Darius, you, you think Samoa Joe really black? Motherfucking. Uh-oh. Uh, Damn. Hell, oh. Uh.